0: Why is it that our standards are different than than others in the world? We have women giving birth to perfectly healthy babies. Yeah, maybe there's certain areas in the world where after they're born, certain things take over and certain things happen, but they're giving birth to healthy babies and they're not popping pills for it. Hello
1: everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to the next episode of Influence Me with me, Shani Ryan. With 45% of the world's population now using social media on a daily basis, we are now more and more influenced by the people that we follow, but Social media is such a tricky space to figure out what's real and what's in the highlight reel. So I wanted to create this podcast to dig really deep and get to know the people we look up to and get to know the person behind the digital fame. With this podcast, I'm going to introduce you to some incredible people with amazing journeys and stories to share that you can either relate to or be inspired by. Welcome to Influence Me. For the past three years, my partner Tony and I have been on a personal journey that's taken us from eating meat every single day to being strict vegetarians who have cut nearly 80% of our dairy intake to newbie, trying to be, vegans. On the quest to find inspiration, I turned to social media to find people to inspire us to take things to the next level and become full-time vegans. My motivation for becoming a veggie was first and foremost my physical health. However, nowadays I'm also very passionate about leading this lifestyle for the health of our planet as well, ensuring that we're doing our part every single day in combating climate change. However, after discovering this couple on Instagram only a few months ago, I have been completely inspired to not only go vegan in January, I'm now also considering water fast and potentially raising my future children as vegan from birth. It's a controversial talking point. However, their journey through holistic pregnancy and birth not only fascinates and inspires me, but also their commitment to leading an organic, plant-based, fitness-rich lifestyle seems not only possible, but dare I say enjoyable... Their approach is alternative, but it's also hugely educational, and I'm sure their combined 100,000 followers would agree. His page is the go-to spot for fitness, water fast, and veganism. Her page is the place to be for holistic pregnancy, dealing with postpartum, and raising a vegan infant. So please join me on a journey today, because it really will be a journey. And welcome to my sofa, my first ever Influence Me couple, Lacine and Coop. Right, guys, I want to take it way back. Thank you so much for coming. I feel really like I've got an opportunity to basically use your services for free (laughs) first and foremost because I know that you guys mentor and coach and inspire people as your job which is super incredible um but also you know you do it for free in the world of social media which is great and you're helping complete strangers every single day Mm -hmm. on their own personal journeys and I'm one of those complete strangers who's now no longer a stranger yes so I wanted to take it way back and like discover how you guys even came to meet each other as a couple and how this absolutely incredible combo of human beings happened.
0: Uh, yeah, so I'm, um, I'm American. I'm from Florida and I was living in Florida. I love Florida still. Um, Coop is born and raised here in London and uh, actually we found each other on Instagram which is really sort of awkward, I think, because we it's not something we were looking for. It, yeah. it just happened because of sort of the pages that we have or maybe the journeys that we were on I just I found his page right and um, I sort of just like like some pictures <laughs> oh, so you didn't
1: slide straight into the dance not straight away okay.
0: not straight away. I liked some pictures first at, at my time at the time my page was your private. private yes I, I couldn't even see mine because I was okay. at a bank so I was like let me just keep that private I
2: remember seeing your curly hair in your profile such a nice hair Weird So I think it was the second or third time when he was in a couple of my pictures. I went back
0: to his page and started liking <laughs> things again. You <laughs> haven't noticed me yet. Let me <laughs> like a few more, and it worked. Yeah, got your attention. Yeah. So then he's uh, he sent me a message. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we started talking, and um, that was in like July. And by October, I came to visit London. I'd never been here before. I came to visit. Uh, he came out in November to Florida. He met my family and stuff. And then back uh, not October, by January, I quit my job and I just moved here for a bit. Wow. Um, it was really fast. But something that we always say is all we had time to do when I was in Florida and when he was here is talk. And when there's such a great distance between two people why lie? There's nothing to lie about. Yeah. You know, if you wanted to, if you wanted something less serious or if you didn't want something serious, then find somebody who lives in your town. Right. Mm-hmm. We were an ocean apart. So it was very raw conversation, very open conversation, very honest conversation, um, which I think led us to really connect on a deeper mm-hmm. level, level quickly. Yeah. Really much faster.
1: Yeah. Cause you don't have time for the BS and there's no need for it. No at, need all. at all. So those first conversations, how quickly did you realize that you had this whole thing in common with the organic and the veganism and the fitness and the lifestyle, or is that something that you guys were already on a journey of before you met, or did it bring out that in each other?
2: I was already quite far into my journey. Um, I didn't, well, I realized that we had, I had a connection with her. Quite quickly, so we took our conversation off of Instagram and started talking to each other on Snapchat. Right, right. And the reason why I wanted to do that is because I wanted to make sure it wasn't some Instagram picture editing. You, were type you of worried thing
1: about that.
2: being catfish? <laughs> <laughs> so I was more worried than you. <laughs> and then it um, happens.
1: It happens. Yeah, of course. Time.
2: And I, I knew that it was a thing when I was I flew to Cuba with my friend, and my friend and I was in Cuba at a carnival and the whole time I was speaking to Lacey on the phone.
0: So he's at carnival in Cuba that was in like August and yeah the, the his whole holiday he was calling me so he was like oh man I really like her because <laughs> I'm on holiday and I'm
2: still talking to her. Yeah so by the time that had finished and I came back to London I was on the phone and just come on come to London she come to London come to London then yeah
0: to London so yeah but to answer your question he was already a personal trainer and he um, he's of the mindset I mean and you can explain it but if he's going to tell one of his clients to do something he needs to first experience it that's mm-hmm. how he is
2: yeah for sure because there's a lot of there's a lot of trainers or even nutritionists that's never experienced the diet that they're advising their clients to do Mm. but yet because it's seen on a magazine and it's been posted a few times online they just think well you should try and do this but I feel like the best coaches are those that's experienced Mm. whatever it is that they're telling their client to do and can better mentor them or coach them throughout their journey If, if I told someone to do a juice fast or juice diet or juice cleanse, I know what that's like to do it. Yeah. But to tell somebody to do it, and then if they call you and say, well, oh my gosh, I'm breaking out, and you don't know what to, yeah. you don't know how to explain their, what their situation is and how to deal with it, you know? So I feel like it's very important to know everything that you're doing, understand it, and then teach it. Yeah. Same goes for exercise. If I'm going to if I'm gonna ask someone to do an exercise, I need to know the exercise myself.
1: So you've actually been um, a vegetarian since 2014 and a vegan since 2015. Is that right?
2: Fifteen, I started transitioning from meat, eating five meals a day, all meat-based, mm-hmm. lots of rice, lots of chicken. Transitioned into vegetarian within probably a month, right? And then went into vegan. Coop
0: is one of those kind of people who, if he learns something about something, he can cut it out. So yeah. he's really, um, what do you cold turkey is the saying? is yeah, like, like he can saying. just cut something off. I'm not like that at all. I need some time. I need to digest it. So for me, I, uh, so I grew up in a standard American household eating standard hot dogs and cheeseburgers and macaroni and cheese and sugary cereals and lots of frozen foods. And, uh, when I was twelve, I think I was twelve. I stopped eating meat. I just, I think I got to an age where I just realized I didn't have to eat it if I didn't want to. I so never did you not really enjoy it, or was not, it an education not really. thing? My mom said I did learn something at school and I came home talking trash, like I'm not gonna eat this. Right. Um and, and again though I didn't really like it. So mm. I was just at an age and my mom didn't care. She was like, fine, I'm not gonna make you anything special, but you don't have to eat it. Right. Um so I just ate the rice and the beans and I would still eat the soda, the like the sauce from the meat, like it was nothing. Right. You still I, want the flavor. Yeah. I still wanted yeah. all of that and then it wasn't until just before we would have started, like met through Instagram. So that was 15. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in 2015, that's when we would have met. That's when I started. I had already, by that time, cut out butter and eggs. Um, and I was really struggling with cheese. Oh, she's, she's talking to me right now, girl. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. me. That's where I'm at. Like
1: I'm kind of a big mixture of the two of you, I think, because... I watched the Netflix documentary What the hell such mm-hmm. a good one. and also Cowspiracy such and that was one. me overnight like okay my freezer's getting cleared mm-hmm. my fridge's getting cleared and I woke up the next day, and this is somebody that, like, loved a ribeye steak. Like, it was our go for an anniversary, you've got a steak. Go for br- uh, birthdays, you've got a steak. Um, and I literally the next day said to Tony, right, um, I'm going to be a vegetarian. And he laughed, and then he realized I was being serious. And he was like, you're not joking, are you? I was like, no. I've watched this documentary, and I started, like, reeling off all this information. I cannot unknow what I now know. Like, yeah. I'm not going to eat meat. And he was like, well you're the biggest steak lover I know so for you to now have this attitude that makes me think I'll just follow you because Mm -hmm. you obviously know something that I don't and we ended up going veggie and that was it like overnight and three and a half years later I've never had meat since that's amazing that's a great partner yeah he's never even seen the documentary he just that's amazing he just trusted <laughs> Do you think me you he'd want to see it <laughs> no he literally just <laughs> trusted me he was like you literally love me so much like I was you know chilli con carne chicken wow. fajitas ribeye steak like pie everything like whatever I would say I ate meat like you every mm. single day with the most meals like yeah. breakfast would be eggs and you know whatever but definitely completely animal product all the time and then um Fast forward and I step into a bit more of a lacine type kind of vibe where I'm like, okay, cool. Let me just drop the milk because I've learned that whole thing about the bacteria and the parts and the blood. Yeah. The, kind of the part that scares you off. Yeah, the part that makes you go bleh. <laughs> yeah. um, so then I stopped the milk and then I was like, well, I might as well stop yogurt because there's some nice coconut alternatives. Mm-hmm. and then it was like okay cool so butter's out um, mm-hmm. and now we're at cheese Yeah, <laughs> and halloumi is life <laughs> <laughs> and I just cannot stay away from the halloumi that's where I'm struggling there is vegan cheese in my fridge I will put it on a vegan burger but we can burger. be honest it's not yeah, the same does it um, taste the same does not melt the same we get, get it no exactly and then there's also dairy chocolate and dairy free chocolate in my fridge and depending on my willpower on that day, which one I go for <laughs> but so, you know,
0: here's the real difference is like what even As far as five years ago, when we were really making more of a major change, a lot of the products that exist now didn't exist. So something like chocolate, there are so many delicious vegan chocolates that it sort of makes you question why, why you have that struggle and mm. I think what it comes down to is probably convenience you have a craving you want to go to the nearest store yeah and get the quickest thing definitely and, and some just,
1: of it I think is nostalgia as well you have those favourite things absolutely. from growing up that are hard to give up mm. absolutely but I think if you were just say to me that you could keep one thing it would probably be hello me <laughs> definitely the eggs are gone I threw away the last eggs yesterday Ooh. and they're not coming back we made that decision yesterday That was um,
2: actually my last thing I let go of. really yeah because I have to have to yeah, yeah. eggs yeah. in the pot and then I have to come home in between Sessions and grab one or two, and then I'll eat them on the way to my next session.
0: It's
2: like and I remember eating my last one, like peeling the shell open, and I was eating it. And I got to the yolk, and I was just like, oh, oh chicken, period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's another scene who was like, yeah, chicken fetus. And oh, that was a sad it's
0: like you said you can't unknow what you know yeah. so when you do that's those things you're like oh come on yeah it's that that's yeah. what I the documentaries do
1: Yeah. and the one that's making me want to go vegan other than following you guys and seeing how well you guys actually make it look really enjoyable um, is the new documentary The Game Changer hmm. I watched that the other day did you see that one
2: yeah I think you saw it too. You just didn't know the name of it. Okay. Yeah. Because you're just walking in and out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, <laughs> basically what I'm saying is I can relate to both of you yeah. in, in different ways. I'm sure many people listening will. Um, so there's no there's no one size fits all when it comes to transitioning from, no, absolutely not. from meat to veganism, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So you specialize in PT. You practice mm-hmm. what you preach. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you found to be the most beneficial... For all of your clients across the board, if they were to adapt one, adopt one habit,
2: one of them is if the moment that you think about doing the push-ups or doing any form of exercise, do it. Don't wait until later. Yeah, that okay. is that's the a good one. That's one that that goes all around. Is the moment you think about it, do it. Because if you tell, you tell yourself you're going to do it later on, it doesn't get done. Okay. Um, in regards of food, I would say. I would say eat what you know is beneficial to your body. The same way you would feed your plants, the same way you should feed your body. Hmm. Same way you feed your plants, the same way you should feed your gut. Therefore, you wouldn't pour alcohol and coffee and feed so your plant yeah. with that or soda. You'll would, you would, you would drink water. So, consume more water than you do food.
0: Ah, okay. Did neither of you drink? No, but.
2: You did yeah no I wasn't a big drinker well
0: yeah I like alcohol used to be I mean just like anybody else celebrations you're going to a party you're going out to dinner I'm off of work it's Sunday morning any reason yeah or any reason not at all you know I, I drank beer and wine and I really liked gin and vodka and all of it and there was never a time where I said I'm going to stop drinking I want to stop drinking it just sort of sort of the the healthier you become the more the better you start eating mm. the more your body can't handle being poisoned because that's what you're doing you're poisoning yeah. your liver mm. and you're poisoning your body and if you think i used to say like oh i have such a high Um, tolerance for alcohol you know it doesn't affect me and that just really means that your body is really having to process that much more poison so there's never a time where I said I was going to stop um sort of consciously it just sort of happened the cleaner my body became my body couldn't handle it anymore so is that why my hangovers are worse since I stopped
1: eating as much meat and dairy probably yeah Uh uh-huh up the alcohol next on the list <laughs> <laughs> understood message loud and clear what's water fasting
2: kate water fasting is when you abstain from food voluntarily um, so that you can allow digestive rest and organ rest so that your body can actually deal with the food that's currently already in the system or in on on transit to your colon to feed your gut bacteria and it allows you time to heal.
1: So am I right in thinking after you've been fasting for 12 hours, mm-hmm. you enter into a state called, is it ketosis?
2: Slightly wrong. Okay, the, that the only, that does happen for people that's on a keto diet. Right. So what they do, they've already... Um, stopped consuming anything that's going to provide them with any types of um, glucose, which is sugar. Right. So that within 12 hours or so, they can reach into a ketosis state. But generally, it takes about 12 hours just for your liver stores to deplete the, the sugar, um, the sugars that's stored in it. Then you've got roughly about 18 hours, it takes the rest of your muscles to deplete the rest of its sugar stores, and then your body goes into gluconeogenesis.
1: Right, what's Gluco
2: that? means sugar, neo means new, and genesis means um, derived from any form of, any other type of material within your body, which would be fat, um, any um, amino acids, your body will break these things down, and then it'll produce its own glucose. And then that would start from the 18th hour. So generally your body would do something which would cause you to feel like you need to eat again. Yeah. So there'll be that calling because like, well, actually I'm not used to being like this. I'm, not, I'm always used to outsourcing sugar. Because mm-hmm. remember, everything that you consume, your body wants to turn it into sugars because it's one of the two things that your cells need to stay active, which is oxygen and sugar. So that calling happens, you're like, oh, why am I fasting again? And you have to keep reminders of, well, I'm doing this for digestive this, and I'm doing this to heal myself. I'm doing this to create homeostasis within my body. So it, Wait, wait,
1: wait. What is homeostasis?
2: Homeostasis just means pure balance That's... within my body. Okay. And generally, if you were to guide yourself into a water fast, on an average diet, it would take about 48 hours.
1: To just get into the water fast. No,
2: to get into a ketosis state. Right, because
1: yes. you so so ketosis is what for ketosis
2: ketosis is when your liver breaks down fat stores to produce ketones, which is another form, or uh, another energy form for your brain, for your heart and your lungs to work with. Gluconeogenesis breaks down adipose tissues and other fats to then provide sugars for your blood and your kidneys.
1: Wow, that is so much information.
2: So there's only one way to explain it. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: so let me break it down further, because I would say I'm pretty aware of some of these things, some things I've never heard of before. But for those that have never heard of anything, give me like five benefits for water fasting.
2: Five benefits for water fasting... Would be to. And
1: how long would you have to be in a water fasting state to feel these benefits fully? you
2: um, your feel these benefits within 48 hours would be digestion rest, of course, which means that will increase the way that. It will increase your hormones that will allow you to sleep better. It will cleanse your digestive tract. It would start to eliminate excess mucus within the body. Um, it will bring clarity, like mental clarity, okay. because. A lot of the foods that we consume actually actually causes, it makes you power down, for instance. Um, and if you were to fast longer, then for somebody that's dealing with fibroids, endometriosis, um, ovarian cysts, PCOS...
0: Any sort of like diagnosed issues. Yes. Yeah. The right. longer the fast, the more the benefit, because your body will start working on those issues. Because... Since we're always eating, our body's always digesting. So it can never heal itself because it always has to break food down. So once you stop eating the food, your body can say, oh, great, I don't have to digest food right now. What's going on over here in your, in your womb? What's going on? What's that in your hand? What's, what's going on? Let me heal it for you. Let's bring back this homeostasis.
2: For instance, okay. like inflammation. Like inflammation isn't a bad thing. Inflammation is the body's natural Cast system. So it's just like putting a bandit on something to stop you from utilizing it so much so that the body can actually get in there and start working on it so it can bring it back down, bring, reduce inflammation and heal it. But where we keep eating food, either we're either in that inflammation to stay around longer or we're not giving it a chance to even recover from it it's because we're always consuming food because your body's only going to do one or two things. It's so either going to break down food and digest it because the moment you start chewing food, the moment you smell food, your so, everything so activate, is, in, in, is exactly stuff. so everything is activated. I
1: understand that. I smelt a revived steak the other day, and it all came flooding back. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so your body starts producing digestive enzymes, mm-hmm. and mean you, know, you start producing saliva in your mouth because you already start breaking down. I mean, the food. Your mouth
0: starts getting watery. Like um, I, I was, I was definitely. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> <Yeah. that. laughs> I so you like,
2: gonna. You're, so your body's like, okay, I'm healing or I'm ready to break down food, and if you start chewing. Then your body's gonna to go to the food source first and then deal with the healing afterwards. Yeah. So hence the reason that when you ever feel sick or you've got a heavy cold or fever, you lose your appetite. Because mm-hmm. your body's just like, Don't eat anything, let us deal with this, let mm-hmm. us handle this. Whereas our parents and teachers
1: sending you messages and nine times out of ten we're ignoring
2: those yeah. messages. Ignoring this Cause cause we've our body is our doctor. we allow our minds to take over our our, what our body's telling us to do Mm. and it's our mind that's saying well you should just eat something or our parents or it's
0: outside influences the minds of others and like society and things that we're taught that are saying well you're sick you need to eat chicken noodle soup and you need ginger ale you just need to lay down (laughs) and if anything have some water (laughs) Right? just chill that your body's right. going to fix it for you if you allow it to. So you guys have got into this place where you've educated yourself
1: to the point where you now fully trust your body mm-hmm. uh, to guide you and tell you everything that you need to know.
2: Your body's a doctor.
1: Your body is your doctor. I think that's definitely something important for everyone listening to learn because I've never even had a thought that my body is my doctor. I mean, I'm not someone that goes to the doctors for anything anyway. Like, I haven't had an antibiotic in my system for, like, over 15 years. That's amazing. So, but a lot of people will go to the doctor and take medicine for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really interesting that you guys have this approach and it's clearly working for you both. With the
0: water fasting, what do you do it as well, Lacey? I've done one five day water fast years ago um, because then I've been pregnant, and I've had the baby, and I still breastfeed her. Um, and then I've done like a liquids only fast, stuff like that. Okay, okay, so you've experienced it as well. Yeah. What did you
1: find easier, the liquids only, or did you find it easier just to do water fast?
0: Mm-hmm. They were at two totally different times in my life. One was pre-baby. One was having a nursing baby. Um, I do think that we overthink water fasting. Right. Because a lot of people say like... I'm not prepared to do it or I can't do it. There's literally nothing to prepare. Yeah, <laughs> That's the whole just point. Water. You just need water. You know, so it, I find that it frees up a lot of your day. Once you, when you're fasting, you really realize how much of your day revolves around food. Mm. Because when you're not eating and not preparing food and not having to shop for food and you're not stopping for a coffee and you're not getting a candy bar, you have so much time. Wow. Yeah. Time to be more productive. Mm-hmm. So what about the side effects?
2: side effects side effects all the, be dependent on the person's upbringing because um, it's you got there's also emotional um, cleansing that you're going through when you do a water fast and so some people just start crying for no reason but there is a reason because our cells hold memory and trauma so there's certain things that some people remember from when they was like four or five years old and they'd be like oh my god I can't believe that grandpa did this and they'll speak to her mum but they're like how did you remember this? It was so long ago but there's other types of back pain or leg pain or injuries I have people that's into sports when they do water fast they're like my knees really hurting me and I said well have you had an injury then I what like well that was like 7-8 years ago because yeah it's bringing that it back up to the surface so it can heal itself because remember cells contain memory and trauma and they always duplicate and replicate themselves before they pass on and they're transmitting that information from each DNA, each DNA to another and when you do a water fast, it allows that cell that cell to heal itself properly because it's always suppressed. Because the moment that we feel a little bit better, we're off running again, yes. so it never gets a chance to heal. Um, people can break up because of the, their previous diet. If they was consuming a lot of dairy, then they'll have a lot of pus or mucus that would be eliminated from their, their chest or from their mouth or from their skin yes. because the skin is a is an is the largest organ that we have. <clears throat> but it's so also a waste elimination organ. So what doesn't come out of your urine or come out of your fecal matter, then it's going to come out of your skin. Mm-hmm.
1: That's really interesting. So that makes sense. When I went from eating meat to eating vegetarian, and Tony experienced exactly the same thing, we had about three weeks of hell. Where <clears throat> our skin broke out, we were both really emotional. Like there was a day, and then we went through the narcolepsy phase where we just kept falling asleep, mm-hmm. like for hours. Mid conversation, we were both sat on the sofa talking, and we don't know what happened. But about five oh, hours god. later, we woke up and were like, "Oh my god, we <laughs> fell asleep!" <laughs> I'm so sorry. We just, like we would literally just fall asleep like mid convo, oh, um, and then we went through this like weird phase where we both felt really depressed. And really down, and like we sat there and we just weren't even speaking. and I was like, I feel really sad, and he was like, I feel really sad too. I don't get it. and we started googling it, and they were like, Yeah, it's basically something to do with horm- hormone withdrawal, like from the meat. You don't realize you're constantly consuming
0: antibiotics and mm-hmm. hormones and that all these kind of things. In the animal flesh, yeah. yeah. exactly you're consuming it and taking on the emotions of that animal exactly so when
1: you stop eating the meat all of that has to go somewhere right yep. i mean literally there was the narcolepsy phase there was the depression phase there was the let's not speak to each other phase and there was the crying phase <laughs> the
2: breakup then
1: there was the breakouts then there was um the weight loss mm-hmm. like real rapid weight loss mm-hmm. over a few days um and then there was uh what was the other one? Oh, yeah the insomnia we went from narcolepsy to insomnia both just laying there at four o'clock in the morning are you still awake? (laughs) he was like yeah are you still awake? I was like yeah what is going on? but it just shows like how much your body has to go through like that was about I would say four weeks until I felt totally detoxed mm-hmm. of the meat that mm-hmm. I had been eating.
0: Which um, in hindsight is actually not long at all considering how long you eat that way. Four exactly. Not that
1: I mean, I'm sure it was physically longer, but actually feeling every yeah. single symptom was crazy. Mm-hmm. So are those common sem- symptoms that people would experience with the water fasting as well?
2: Yeah, they would, um, but then it would be, a li- for some people it would be a little bit more intense because you're, you're breaking away from addiction. And sugar plays a huge role in -hmm. in addiction. The way some people would experience their symptoms would be similar to someone that's trying to wound themselves off of A class drugs.
1: So, So. Nadine, let's speak a little bit about (laughs) what you do, because we've covered the water fasting, which I think, I'm going to say it now, because when I say things, then I have to commit to them. I'm one of those people that follow through, so I am going to join a water fast with you guys. Not sure how long i will last, uh-huh. but I'm going to try really <laughs> hard. Now, I reckon, I reckon I could probably do... I did a juice cleanse once for five days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, God, it was traumatic. But at the time, I was eating really badly, mm-hmm. so I think it probably affected me really badly. Um,
2: Much more difficult than water fast, in my opinion.
0: What juice fast?
2: Yeah, because... it's
0: giving you that little
2: taste of, like, food.
0: Yeah. So it kind of makes you want more. Yeah. Where when it's just water, it's...
2: It's yeah. more. I mean, people think that they're going to get hangry when they're doing a water fast, but because you only feel like that when you've missed a meal or you wanted to eat something and you don't have that type of food for you, or you know that you can't eat until a particular hour. But when you know that you're not eating until five days from now, completely you just block it off. Yeah, like, so it's
0: not part of your day. All right, on. When you're I'm having ready.
2: juices, you're activating your stomach still,
0: yeah,
2: and you're feeling like I need more, and especially when you go to those like juice cleansing kind of companies they will send you like five bottles for you to drink a day I would finish that in two hours
0: right I mean, just like that? open them back to back yeah, <laughs> they're so tiny
2: like that bottle there that's a litre yeah. so I do litres of drinks yeah and I would definitely finish about four litres so why are you giving me this little 500ml bottle that's nothing that's to not me. helping <laughs> it. wow
1: yeah no I'm gonna do it it's exciting I believe in everything you've just said so mm. I'm an easy sell. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Let's talk about you. So, you are a holistic. Pregnancy Mentor Um, You also I would say Doula Mm -hmm. I would say Just all round Earth mother Is what I like to call you Um, How did you end up Getting into this Being your line of work And where did it all begin Did you guys Decide you wanted Kids straight away Is that where All this started Like Because you guys Have not been together A long 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 time But your little one Is now
0: two Yeah She just turned two A few weeks ago We've been together
2: Four years
0: Four years now um, but I think it all goes back to what we were saying before. We never sort of had this conversation where we were like, you know, is this serious? And what are we going to do? Everything really just flowed for us. And we do really believe, like we said, that that happened because we had so much time to talk. Yeah. And we just talked to talk. There was nothing physical about our relationship. It was just talking and talking and talking and talking. So. You Really get to know somebody. Um, funny enough, I never used to want kids. You can ask anybody from my past, you can ask anybody in my family. I just thought they were sticky and messy and bratty, and I didn't want anything <laughs> to do with them, uh, which I know a lot of people feel that way. Um, but uh, I don't even know that we ever like sat down and said, okay, like planned a family, but we were just like, yeah, like obviously we'll have kids, and when we have kids, we have kids. Everything that we know about pregnancy and babies and infancy and just everything that we started to learn because I was horribly, horribly sick. I started losing a lot of weight. I could could not come near me because I could smell like soap or any sort of uh, perfumes or anything that he would have used, even if it was just coconut oil to moisturize his skin. Get away from me. Get far away from me. So made you feel really rough. Horrible. Um, But so we learned that morning sickness is really, uh, it's common, it's normal. Everybody has morning sickness, but it's not. We've normalized it. It's not normal. Okay. I already knew I've never been pregnant before. This is my first pregnancy, but I knew it wasn't normal the way I felt because I couldn't even drink water. I was severely dehydrated. I couldn't even, I swear if Coop even had a glass of water, I was like, get that out of my face because it's going to come up out of me. I can't handle it. So we go to our first midwife appointment and I was like, what, like eight-ish weeks, Mm -hmm. maybe? Because we found out right away. And um, she's you know, you sit down and she's like, how are you? How are you feeling? And I was like, horrible. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that I'm here. You know, how are you going to help me? And she was just like, well, you know, she sent us home with some pamphlets and she said this is you know, in here says what you should be eating like while you're pregnant and um, you know, hopefully you feel better soon.
2: Blood test you and something?
0: She took, did she do a blood test?
2: They went to know that He's dehydrated, do you've already explained to them.
0: So there's the blood test. There's a urine sample, and then she said, "Well, yeah, there's a lot of protein." And I said, "What does that mean?" And she said, "Well, it means you're dehydrated." And I said, "Yes, I do know that. I know that I'm dehydrated because I haven't had any water. I've had nothing to drink. And you know, what do I do?" And she's like, "Well, you know, hopefully it passes." And that—that's all that happened at that appointment. So it was at that very appointment that we right away were like, "You know what?" We don't even need them. We're just going to do this ourselves because I was so sick and so incapable of doing anything and you didn't even give me a solution. Right. So how did you guys do things differently? Oh my gosh, the whole thing was different. So we decided we were going to give birth to our daughter on our own. So you call it an unassisted birth or a free birth. And what that means is that we had no medical professional um, present at her birth. So it was just me and Coop and my mom. Um, and that was it. Um, besides that, we, she doesn't go to the doctor. Of course, these people have their places. And if she needed to, she would, but she doesn't need to. Mm. Um, so when you were actually pregnant, did you do anything differently
1: because obviously you're a holistic pregnancy Mm -hmm. coach so what I'm trying to get at is how was your pregnancy different what did you do to make your pregnancy more holistic more like practical tips if somebody didn't want to go down the route where they were you know listening to the doctor at every turn and doing all the appointments and you know they're going through morning sickness and they're not feeling good like how would they
0: be able to deal with all of that differently Um, food, first and foremost. You want healthy, whole foods. You want to eat a plant-based diet. So we ate a lot of fruit and vegetables. But you were plant-based before, right? Yeah, so I had a fully plant-based pregnancy. But what if you're just like craving something like that's not good for you? Well, here's
1: the thing. Because Because you you guys are saying, saying listen to your body. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. You guys are saying listen to your body. But if me as a vegetarian just wants to eat beef all the time
0: or wants to eat cheese all the time,
1: what would I do if that's what my body wants? And that's the
0: only thing that's not making me feel sick. Pregnancy and bringing forth life is very deep. And I know that not everyone's in a situation where they're sort of planning a pregnancy, but ideally we all would because the thing is you have all of these toxins floating throughout your body. And the moment you become pregnant, those toxins begin to recirculate because your blood volume increases by 50% throughout your pregnancy. So all of that blood swishing around your body is pulling up things from the crevices of your body, making you think that you want those foods. You don't actually want them, but they're floating in your body. And it's making you feel like, I need that ribeye. I need that steak. I need that cheese toasty. I need the things that I used to eat. So, yeah, there's plenty of people who say, you know, when I was pregnant, I started eating these things again. And after my pregnancy, I stopped. Right. Um, I do think it is a mindset. I do also believe you need a proper support system. I have Coop. Coop eats like I do. Coop lives like I do. So I understand that it's a bit easier for me. Mm. Um, But that's why planning pregnancies and having these conversations with your partner is so important because you're both in it and you both should be in it because you're both having a baby. You're carrying the baby, but it's his seed. His Mm. seed needs to be good. Your soil mm. needs to be good. Did you take any prenatal
1: vitamins and stuff like that when no. you were
0: pregnant? Or did you just go completely organic and yeah,
1: everything? And- so
0: again, uh, we rely on supplements when we're not getting food from a natural whole source. So if you're eating junk foods, whether vegan or not, of course you're going to look at an outside source for supplementational. Is that a word? Supplementational <laughs> nutrition, right? Because you want your, your vitamins and your minerals because you're not getting it from your food. So if you just eat good food, you don't need supplements. So for instance... So you didn't do the folic acid thing or anything? No, and, and mind you, folic acid is synthetic. Acid is synthetic, right? So the natural form would be um, folate. folate. Folate, yeah. So if you're taking uh, folic acid, it's not the same. It has a different effect on your body. I was under the impression that the doctors recommend a certain
1: amount of folic acid or folate. Mm-hmm during pregnancy
0: because you're not able to eat
1: that much just through a normal diet.
0: Okay. So we're seeing allopathic doctors, right? Um, This is allopathic medicine, and they are teaching us a certain kind of medicine for a certain group of people, and we're not all the same. Mm -hmm. For instance, is Ghanaian, and Jamaican. I'm Puerto Rican and Ecuadorian. So we all have different needs, Right. right? Also, we have to point out that most women across the world aren't taking pills when they're pregnant their babies are fine why is it that we measure why is it that our standards are different than than others in the world I don't know if I'm like phrasing this properly but we have women giving birth to perfectly healthy babies yeah maybe there's are certain areas in the world where after they're born certain things take over and certain things happen but they're giving birth to healthy babies and they're not popping pills for it um Folic acid, I know that they say um, protects against or helps to protect against birth defects. Honestly, right now, it slips my mind. I don't know if you know anything about that.
2: No, it's the first time I heard about that, about affecting a baby, um, birth defects. But what I do know is that if they're saying that you can't get enough, it's due to the daily recommended value of foods that we're supposed to be consuming mm-hmm. is because remember European standards or western standards have normalised eating a very minimal amount of fruits mm-hmm. because they want, to, they want to project fructose which is a natural sugar the same way as you would, you would speak about um, refined sugars mm-hmm. so they're making everybody scared and afraid to eat more than five fruits a day mm-hmm because they're saying well five foods a day after that is too much sugar in your body Mm -hmm. well actually to be honest everything apart from lean meat has to be broken down into sugar so when you're consuming wheat that that is that produces a higher spike in your blood sugar than most fruits that you can ever eat and we're eating wheat in all of our products then we're consuming dairy which is high in sugar which is lactase um lactose And that's producing high amounts of sugar as well as the refined um, sugar that's added to it or sweetness that's added to it. So what they're doing is they're making the population consume less fruits, which is more healing Mm -hmm. and more beneficial to the body because if more people ate more fruits, less people will be sick.
1: So you're saying it's a bit of a... um, I think it's... Marketing, consumerism, stroke...
2: It's it's been that. Pharmaceutical
1: industry thing. So in your opinion you think that the reason why they're suggesting <clears throat> you wouldn't possibly be able to get enough folate and folic acid from food is because the general recommendations are a lot lower than what we can actually consume, so therefore people are lucky if they're hitting five a day, whereas if they had a full, whole-based, plant-based diet, they probably would hit the recommended daily allowance.
2: Way over. I, mean, I,
1: I think that, like... That, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. That comes down to, as well, right, about that if you... It's the same with the protein argument. If you are a meat eater and you eat, I don't know, 10 chickens a day or whatever, just like really just made up a number, <laughs> but um, you still are highly likely to only have 50% of the amount of protein in your body as somebody that's on a plant-based diet, correct?
2: Say, that, say it again.
1: So I, th- I think I got this from the, the Game Changer documentary on Netflix about plant based diet mm-hmm. you're, I think it's you have 75% of the protein is absorbed into your body whereas if you have a meat based diet you only actually take 50% or something is it a bit like that if you've got a plant based diet anyway you would have more folate and more folic acid you'd or, have more nutrients they're just general. assuming that they're, they're giving these supplements to the normal person that's mm-hmm. eating the normal diet which but, well Western the thing diet, is
0: like, they, they work together so we have this certain food pyramid that tells us to eat a certain way and most people eat that way so the doctors in in these offices are saying they're assuming you eat this way you eat according to this pyramid so because you eat this way you need to take these supplements right because you're never going to get it from your food because you eat according to this pyramid and it's all an assumption but it's a correct assumption most people eat that way yeah so i think it's when you start eating better, when you start eating your fruit and your vegetables and you start drinking a lot of water and you're not eating these foods that sort of negate anything good that you would be eating, then your body's going to assimilate the proper nutrients to build a healthy baby. Right.
1: So a lot of modern medicine basically assumes that we're eating according to the pyramid. So therefore a lot of the recommendations are relevant to people who aren't eating a plant-based or a super healthy diet but maybe could be those advice that advice could be filtered away from people like yourselves who live this super healthy lifestyle
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely it's a bit of a
1: minefield though right like i would say i'm definitely awake and switched on when it comes to this stuff but even me i just like you know still blows my mind all the information that you guys have even just shared with me now I don't know if that was say my mum who is kind of like me tea veg potato type person you know she would just be completely lost what's the best way to kind of take measurable easy steps towards the healthier lifestyle without being overwhelmed by the level of information
0: that's out there I think, and the conflicting information that's out there as well. I think uh, i I feel like I repeat myself a lot, mm. but I think that the answer is just to, to eat more fruit and vegetables. That's all it comes down to. Because if you are out at the store and you're feeling hungry and you want to buy a bag of crisps and you pick up an apple at the, uh, uh, instead then that's one small choice. Mm. So if you just keep in your head, eat more fruit and vegetables, that's it. Just start there. Mm. Drink more water.
2: His
1: and hers renovations and interiors. Property finding service. Helping you find the perfect home or investment property. Renovations. Enlist our team of specialist builders ensuring the highest quality finishes. Project management. Taking the stress out of managing your project, leaving you to focus on work, work, Family and household commitments. Interior Design. We create a space that you can be proud of. Let us simply design your home or fully furnish your space down to the finest details. Our aim is to never bring you a problem, only a solution. Helping you to create your dream home. Follow us on
2: Instagram at His and Hers Renovations Interiors or visit our website at www.hisandhersrenovationsandinteriors.com. Can we
1: talk about your little baby girl? Of course. So, i am a bit of a coop in a sense of i like to be a practice what i preach type person um and i when i think about the future and motherhood i would ideally like my child to be vegan you would think that i've grown nine heads um, whenever i say that to my friends and family (laughs) they just look at me like i'm absolutely crazy and a lunatic And I look at you guys and I'm really inspired and I know Tony's on board with me that he agrees he would like for our future child to be vegan. How has that been? Um, Because I know that you guys have been quite open on Instagram that you have only breastfed for the first year of her life. She didn't have any food and there's all this culture of weaning babies between four and six months and, you know, you guys obviously don't agree with that. She didn't have anything until her first birthday and now she's completely vegan how has this whole journey in Parenthood been? And I would love some like practical tips and stuff when it comes to when you start weaning a vegan baby.
0: Um, I think that it has been so much fun watching her get into food and introducing her to foods and sort of the food culture, if you will. Um, I think everything starts from the beginning, and that's why like sort of we work together, and there's a really good balance here because we as a culture eat too much we overeat we eat to celebrate we eat to mourn we eat when we're happy depressed sad we eat to congratulate we eat because it's time we eat because it's morning we eat because it's night we eat and we eat and we eat so coop fasts a lot and he teaches people how to fast and he teaches people teaches people how to listen to their bodies and when to eat and how to eat right so having this brand new baby has been a lot of fun because we've been able to really witness that she only eats when she's hungry. She's, she doesn't overeat. She doesn't under eat. And it's because we are just listening to her. We get these new children and we put clocks on them and we put amounts on them. And we say, you know, it's breakfast time. Eat. And we force them to eat. I'm not hungry in the morning. Maybe you're not hungry in the morning. Maybe you are hungry in the morning. Every day is different. But we sit our kids down and say, at 7 a.m., eat this whole food. You know, eat this whole dish. Um, and then, you know, it's 12 o'clock. it's stressful.
2: So stressful. What I think about it is like you think about all the parents as they're trying to force their child to eat. And it's yeah, no wonder they they're so them. anxious. And, and then they feel frustrated. The child feels frustrated. And the child starts crying because it feels your energy. Like they're pure souls. And they go through feeling and energy before tone of voice. And if you're feeling anxious or, or frustrated, the, the child definitely heat. doesn't want to eat. And also, to eat under stress and eat when you're feeling anxious doesn't allow the food to even be digested properly, anyway. Right. So it's your, what you're doing is it's, you're interfering with your child's natural body clock mm-hmm. by doing that. But yeah, let's say.
0: So we've just been. It's been nice to just follow her lead. So with waiting to feed her until uh, she was one. We did that because, so there's your gut microbiome. And that's where all of your um, 90%? 70% your immune system 70 he he always has he's got got all the facts he has all the facts (laughs) he's he's kind of like google (laughs) (laughs) yeah i could literally just call him up and just like look you you can't he thinks that you couldn't but you could he's literally (laughs) google so (laughs) 70 percent of your immune system is in your gut right right and so your gut isn't fully formed until between two and three years of age So that means when we're feeding a four-month-old, a five-month-old, a six-month-old certain foods like let's say the gluten or the milk, the food molecules are going directly into the microbiome and multiplying there. They're making space there. They're living there. So what you're essentially doing to your child, to this baby, this brand new child, is setting them up for sickness in the future. Because now they have these things that shouldn't be there, right? Because we, we can all agree we're not a baby cow. Yeah, right? exactly. So you yeah. have cow's milk molecules, for example, going to take space in the gut microbiome of, of this baby and multiplying.
1: Yeah, a human baby. A not, human you know. baby,
0: which just doesn't really make much sense. But And that's just one example. Because we're,
1: we're the only animal on the planet, so to speak, that feeds their babies milk that doesn't
0: come from the same. We're also out. the yeah. only animal on the earth
2: who it's, it's actually consume milk from another past animal. infancy
0: and past infancy. <laughs> yeah. No other creature does that past infancy. It's just us. <laughs> so
2: the, the so we're the
0: only
1: we're the only species that drink give up children another species milk but also Past the infancy age, yeah, yes. and
2: we do it to ourselves as adults. We're like, yes. "Oh, I need to have some more milk. Can you put some milk in my black coffee? Can I have please? some
0: cereal. Yes. Yeah. can I? Yeah. I need ice cream. I love ice cream.
2: Yeah, you've got to think about it. It's actually weird. Now,
0: it is weird to
2: get a little bit scientific. Um, <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> this, is where, this is
1: where I lose myself. <laughs> I'm like oh, shit.
2: <laughs> so, of course, you're talking about the the, the sugar molecules, which are lact- lactose, and they. The, the molecule the molecular structure of it is completely different to the, the molecular structure of fructose or sugar in itself for our body to actually break down and utilize for you to be able to break down this um these molecules you'll need to be able to produce lactase and lactase is something that cows or calves are able to produce but only up until two years old and then they stop producing it because they don't need milk anymore now, this is the reason why so many people are lactose intolerant, because first of all, we don't produce lactase to break down the sugar molecules, which actually causes us to be lactose intolerant. But then if you look at if you if you study different cultures, I think it's like seventy four percent of of Africans in the United States are lactose intolerant. And as it starts going through the different cultures, whether you're going from um, Mexicans or Spanish, um, all the way down, all the way up into Europeans, when you start going to the Northern Europeans, they can actually break it down a lot easier than anyone that contains melanin. So the people that contain melanin don't actually, they they find it way more difficult to break this down. The only melanin people, black people, that can break down um, lactose very easy, or not very easy, but better. Are those that are mixed within their time of being transported from different countries and going through rape and being with other women or men who are of a white or European descent. Mm. but actually more Africans or African people from the African diaspora they suffer the most from consuming milk.
1: Interesting. So you guys obviously have never she's vegan with your daughter. So, you only gave her milk because you were protecting the microbiome of her breast milk, because mm-hmm. you were protecting the microbiome of her gut.
2: Dairy um, is also one of the main reasons why a lot of um, children now are type 1 diabetic. Mm-hmm. Because the antibodies that are produced whilst consuming this milk actually start, they simulate, they have the same structure as the beta cells in your, in, in your pancreas, which produces insulin. And then this is where you get this autoimmune disease or attack on your own body. And this is why a lot more children end up diabetic because they're consuming dairy at a very young age.
0: Because all the powdered formulas are cow's milk mixed with just oils. You can go read the ingredients. It's just powdered cow's milk with a bunch of the worst oils. You can imagine corn oil... And sometimes well, that's what's in oil. oil. Ba- yeah, it's just formula. it's just powder. It's just uh, powdered mixed together. It's just oil and cow's milk
2: and soy and fish and eggs and there's, egg.
0: There's fish in it. Yeah. Some of them we've seen one before. I forget what brand it was, but it was soy, fish, cow's milk, egg, And egg. Yeah. Yeah. It literally all of that was in it. And that's what we're giving. Right. Tip. So
1: say that you are a vegan mama who is having trouble breastfeeding for one reason or another. Is there a good vegan formula out there?
0: No. So it's loaded, right? Okay. So first of all, the answer is no. There, there isn't any one that I would recommend. When are you guys going to start making that then? Right. Well, well here's the thing. Mm. It's, <laughs> it's deeper than that. Everything is so deep because actually... And a lot of people are going to be upset about this, but it needs to be said. Really because controversial warning. Warning. She's about to go controversial. Most women can breastfeed. It's something like under 4% of women can actually not breastfeed. And that's because they've had a mastectomy. They have breast cancer or maybe another form of cancer that's preventing it. Um, but there, these are major reasons. Most women can breastfeed maybe they don't have the proper support system because breastfeeding is not easy I will tell you that it is hard in the beginning it gets easier once you figure it out but it's hard it's demanding
1: okay I feel like you would you're the the support system here yeah during pregnancy how was that? Do you feel like... Because you? I remember you telling me when we had a chat the other day that you had an experience where somebody was like, God, she must be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. And you were like, actually, no, she's not. And yeah. this is my experience. Talk to me about that and what it's like being the man on the other side of the pregnancy and also literally delivering your own child mm-hmm. without any... Medical profession was there which I'm like, hats off to you, sir. Like that's insane but also totally inspiring.
2: Yeah, I mean lots of conversations went in that direction whereas people just assumed that they seems Um, hormones would be all over the place that she would be super happy one moment crying another moment and then angry two seconds later and then asking for hugs and kisses, (laughs) that wasn't the case at all, I feel like that was just due to we already had a great balance in our relationship already we already were, we're, were so loving as people already, there's a lot of times where people are not in a great relationship prior to a partner becoming pregnant, mm. and that puts a shame on the relationship. It's because it's just an added addition to cause stress to the, to the, to the relationship. But then those who are in a good relationship, if you're if you're both in, I don't know, um, on the same page, in alliance with each other, then. Every day becomes very easy, and I know that me the way that I take care of acine is a practicing or a stepping stone for how i 'm going to take care of my daughter or my child when that when that child is born and it 's all about being understanding, being um, slow. Uh, being patient with your staff, she is pregnant and going through certain situations because every day is a new stage of development and- If
0: I can interject to also say that it's important and this is something that he did but it's important that the couple learns together because all the research I did, all the books that I read any articles I read, <coughs> anything so did Coop and if he didn't read it he listened to me so I could sum up what I learned and that kept us on the same mm-hmm. page so that he knew what I was experiencing
2: a lot of the times it, that was very really easy because we was quite used to doing that already yeah so we had a television that was mounted on a wall with no plugs or wires yeah. connected <laughs> to it it was, just, it, was, it was basically a display to make people feel that we was normal we read a lot of, <laughs> we are
0: normal <laughs>
2: yeah but we read a lot of books and yeah we do a lot of studying yeah, without each other.
1: So do you still not have a plug on the TV? So no,
2: plug the plug's there. We've sorted that out. Shows, yeah. I mean, Lacey
1: hasn't had a phone for a month. <laughs> that is weird that's true. It got stolen and she still hasn't replaced it. it. Has so that's just, yeah. it out.
0: It's on the list. <laughs> and you're an, you're an influencer. Yeah, there's that. <laughs>
2: but, I mean, we would come home, we would have our food, and we would discuss what we've learned.
0: Yeah, so we would like right, serve yeah. dinner and I don't know, some people put a TV on, and we would be like, okay, here's what we learned here from this book and like, here, read this yourself and tell me what you get from it.
2: Yeah, so... Which is
0: what we do with everything though. Yeah, so pregnancy exactly. was just the next sort of layer.
2: Probably back when I was my late teens, when he had his child, he was like, Coops never go in that room don't look down, don't look down and never go in the room. And he was just talking about being in the hospital saying, And that always stuck with me because he was one of the first people that I knew to have children. Mm. And he didn't have just one, he had two. And that was always his stance on it. Just and then, don't
1: even enter the room. Yeah, don't like...
2: even enter the room. Just let them do it. The doctors have got this. And then same with uh, other friends of mine who with associates with mine, that start started having children roughly around that same age, 18, 19, 20, so on and so forth. So... We never had anybody to look up to to say, okay, well, this is what we need to do because so such and difficult. such has done this. We were we was doing this it all was by just ourselves. Us. Yeah, we were
0: like really trailblazing here. So mm-hmm.
2: with Lacine finding out or researching all of this stuff about um, pregnancy, labour, and childbirth, it was all new information for me, and it was really exciting. So my mm-hmm. ex- most exciting part that I was looking forward. For it to happen,ing was the childbirth, and I couldn't wait to be involved. Yeah, like like, oh, what do you think the baby's gonna look like? What name is that? We haven't got any of that. We don't have a
0: name. We haven't thought about what she looks like. We're just like how what like we had read so much about labor and delivery that we were just like it's like the big moment right you know you're You're running a marathon and you're gonna run through the ribbon we're like waiting for this to happen because we could put everything that we learned into practice
1: the fear I guess why people don't have their children at home with just parents or partners is because if there was an emergency they want to be as close to the people that You know Can perform the operation Or save the mum Or save the baby What was the fear with that Was there any Or did it just not even Enter into your minds Is that not A little bit irresponsible To not think about The potential That something could go wrong No And it would need To get to a hospital I'm saying so, devil's advocate. Yeah, of course. Because of I'm course. definitely somebody that believes in your mindset matters. but
0: No, your mindset does matter, but you also want to be practical. You're having a baby, and this yeah. is important. But it's also important that you educate yourself. And so obviously the first thing I did was look up, well, what are emergencies in labor? Right? Because people say, well, what if something happens? What does that mean? What does that mean? What's going to happen? So if you start looking it up, you start finding that it could be a nuchal cord, which is when the cord is wrapped around the baby's neck right? But then you start Googling it. Okay. Well, what happens if a cord is around the neck? Yes. There are situations where cords are really tightly wound around the neck and, and bad situations can occur, but nuchal cords actually happen in something like 25% of, of births. And that's because your the umbilical cord is made of something called Wharton's jelly, which is really jelly. It's really stretchy. It moves around. So what you do is you untangle it. <laughs> that's it. And that's what doctors do. What
1: happens if it's like because I've seen in movies when the cord is wrapped around the baby's neck and they the baby then can't be delivered. You, you guys did do your like
0: super duper deep research before you embarked on this journey. But you have to, because you have to be responsible, right? We don't obviously this is our baby. We're really excited. We want this baby, right? We're we're gonna be a family and you have to be you have to cover all your bases. But again, when you start looking up what can happen. Okay. So that happens sometimes. And all the doctor does is untangle the cord. And there's plenty of other, um, like I was saying before, I use social media to create my own support system. So when I decided that I was going to have a free birth, the first thing I did was go onto Facebook and Instagram and hashtag free birth, hashtag unassisted birth. Who are you? Where do you live? It doesn't, I'm not looking for followers here. You could have 50 followers. Did you have a baby on your own? Can we talk?
2: and that's what i did
0: i found people in hawaii and i found people in pennsylvania in the states and i found people here in england and i found books and i found stories and i read them
1: that's the positive of social media isn't it and that's also what you guys are doing for people on a daily basis okay so your little girl is two now yes she's eventually gonna start school I see you, or you? is she? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Before. Or
0: maybe she's not and she's going to be homeschooled. Maybe you're maybe. correct. Am I correct? Yeah, no, we won't send her to school. We'll be homeschooling her. Really? We will. Um, it just goes along with our whole lifestyle, doesn't it? We There are certain things that a school system isn't going to be able to teach her that we will. Um, a lot of people will say, well, how will she become socialized? Which to me is a funny question because... She comes to the store with me. She knows how to use a credit card and she learns about money and she travels and she learns languages and she'll be involved in playing instruments and, and different things. So she'll be social. We go to the library, we go to playgrounds. So I don't really understand that question when people ask, how is your child going to be socialized? Which to me seems to be the most common mm-hmm. um, question when mm-hmm. it comes to homeschooling. But yes, we'll, we'll homeschool her. Forever or just while she's... Sh- Little we've talked about it we, we, I think
2: when the time comes, and if she decides that she wants to go to school, and you think that's that appropriate for a good school to be more but we I feel like especially in this day and age it's important to make sure that your child knows themselves, knows who they are, knows where mm-hmm. they come from. they need so they to then, know their
0: roots and have their foundation before you can send them off to any any place, any external, any external, so you know just because the i don't know i would call it like the state just because the government says you know the child's four or five and they're ready doesn't necessarily mean that they are do they have all the tools that you as their parent want them to have to be able to go out into the world so when our daughter is old enough and when we feel that she has all of these tools and if she wants to go to school we can have that conversation Mm -hmm. what if she decides she wants to eat a chicken burger I mean, we've talked about that. I'm, (laughs) I'm testing you guys in this conversation. (laughs) No, it's you know what? It's I hope that she doesn't. Yeah, but you know she might obviously and I think and I'm asking you that because when I talk about potentially
2: having a vegan child that's the first thing to yes. absolutely like,
1: what if she wants to go to McDonald's the <laughs> so, thing is though I thought I'd ask education, you those, like, education. education. Yeah, absolutely agree. and this is
2: the type of education that you don't receive in school uh-huh. Uh-huh. and it's uh, I feel like a lot of the education is to keep people boxed in and I feel like why is it that once I've left school and as a grown adult am I really learning about money why is it only now that I'm really learning about law Why is it now that I'm only really learning about the human body? And why is it now that I'm only learning about food? Food should have been the first thing I was taught.
0: Well, yeah, we're taught. Eat
2: your your orange carrots, because it's good for your eyes okay but well, how is it good for my eyes yeah, you know, we go deeper? The, yeah uh-huh. you know and uh, eat, eat your spinach because it'll make you strong like Popeye is that all you've got
0: but because we're trying to dumb it down for children to make it friendly whereas we're of the mindset if my daughter is old enough to ask a particular question she's old enough to have an age-appropriate answer so if she says where does a chicken sandwich come from depending on her age, she'll get an answer, but it's always going to be the truth. So if she's two now and she says, what is this? Then I'll just show her a picture of a chicken because that's age appropriate. But as she ages, well, this is where it comes from. Do you actually want to eat that? And you might, but you have to know where it comes from first. And then I think from there, the rule is like, if for some reason you want to eat a certain way that that doesn't align with how this lifestyle lives, then you do it with your own money and outside of this house. Just like any other parent would do with any other thing that their child would Mm -hmm. want to do. Mm -hmm. But the whole point is education. I hope that she doesn't want to do those things because I hope that we will teach her enough on a deep enough level Mm -hmm. to understand on her own and make her own decisions. Not because we made them for her, because we want her to do them, but because she truly understands the effects that her choices have so how in the future looking
1: way forward does that look when for example i seen you lived a great life in miami we spoke about it yeah. you loved to drink you loved to party yeah. like do you expect her not to live those lives like does, does she not get to have those experiences because she knows that alcohol's toxic or you know would you would you be mad at her to have those normal teenage experiences no, that I... we
0: all have and learn from I think that people go so hard when they hear that, you know, if, if we say like, oh, we don't drink, that doesn't mean like, I don't know. I, I went to Paris with my mom recently and I stopped and I had a glass of wine with her. I'm not a drinker anymore. If I am going to have wine, it's always organic and, you know, sustainable and this and that. I never finish it because I can't stomach it. But yeah, like she might have a beer. She might have a glass of wine. No one's telling the girl not to live. Yeah, We just want her to have the tools to make better choices because at the end of the day, we waited 30 years to have to unlearn everything that we thought we knew to then rebuild it all with the truth. We're just hoping that she doesn't have to go through that. We're starting with the truth and building upon it. So she should be able to get further at this point in her life than we did at this point. So for me, when I follow... Pages
1: like yourselves, I'm definitely looking for information. I guess, I think there's a thing of trust. Mm-hmm. Like the people that you follow, you trust. Like I trust both of you. From following you for even a short period of time, I trust that any information that I get from you guys has been carefully thought about, researched, researched some more. Mr. Stats has got involved over here. He's got some <laughs> yeah. for me. You know, you've definitely thought about it and you've been mindful about, you know, not pushing anything on people, but you deliver the information. Like you said, your gateways to information. When people are making decisions based on their own health, fitness, life, their children perhaps, based upon what they see on your page, do you guys feel like it's like a huge responsibility on your shoulders, like what you're sharing? Or do you just... Stick in the mindset of this
0: is our lives. We're just letting you watch it. And what you do is up to you. I, I don't think so. I definitely, there is responsibility that comes along with having as many followers as we do have. But I also don't take personal responsibility. And that's because, again, the way that captions are written are sort of factual, what you choose to do with that information is up to you. Now, if you ask me, a you know, if I get a direct message and you're asking a specific question, if it's something easy, like, you know, I don't know, should I get purple carrots or orange carrots? I can give you information and, you know, that, that's Which some kind of should you get? purple. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so that's something that's not going to harm somebody. If you eat the orange carrot, eat the orange carrot. Right. But if you're asking about something much deeper, like I'm going to have a free birth, I don't want any doctors available. Okay. Then we need a consultation. Because there are some very specific things that we need to cover. There are some things that you need to know to make your best choice. And so that you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a healthcare professional. These are my experiences based off of my own research. And it's important that you know those things. And if you value my research, my time, my energy, then you will pay for these services. Mm. What about you, Kate?
2: Same thing. I feel like there is a level of responsibility in Hence the reason why we do intensive research before we put something out there. It's like I wouldn't just be scrolling through Instagram, see something like, oh, that looks interesting, screenshot. Let me just repost that. I'm not going to do that without knowing the information behind that. Um, I feel like because we're not putting out our opinions, we're putting out facts mm-hmm. and it makes a big difference. So when people try to argue me with their opinion... And they're not listening to my facts. I don't bother arguing. I don't even continue the discussion anymore because you're talking about your belief, and mm-hmm. I'm telling you what what's factual mm-hmm. and what is happening. So if you can't accept that, then I'm not going to push this because these facts aren't for you. But later on down in, in later on in the la- down the line, it might come from somebody else's mouth and you might listen. But for myself, m- remember we always keep it factual, but also we keep it personal to this this is what we're doing yeah it's a personal
0: experience there's
2: a lot of instagram handles where they point their fingers you want to be doing this you should be doing that Mm -hmm. you won't find that on our page we don't i don't tell people you should be doing this i say what's the best options which would definitely be for myself or maybe for my family and if you agree with this or if you tried it and it works well for you then it's definitely something for you Mm -hmm. and a lot of times I've never received a message from anyone to say, I tried this and this is what bad happened to me. Mm-hmm. I've only ever res- only ever received messages from people saying, thank God I found your page. I'm a completely different person and I'm, I'm in love with myself again. It's because at the end of the day, what we're doing is essentially teaching you how to show self-respect and self-love because a lot of the things that we are, what we're used to doing is the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. I don't know, if you look in a chemistry book, and you look up alcohol; it's considered as a poison. It's labelled as a poison. You only ever hear the term poison if you drink too much, and then the the the, the person at the at the scene who's jumped out the ambulance to save you would say you've got alcohol poisoning. Before that, you don't hear that. But right now, people say "Oh, pick a poison." Like, oh yeah, let me get that Jack down <laughs> Yeah. You know, we're so used, to it. let me just have that cigarette, although we know that's the number one carcinogen. Okay, but we're still gonna go ahead and do it. So we practice self-hate over self-love, and that is more acceptable because so many people around you are practicing Not self-hate. Everyone. And when that's yeah. happening, and you decide to change your lifestyle, change your diet, change your way of thinking, because all of them just come—they all mold together once you start one thing. It's like a chain reaction. When people see that, especially your close friends. You mirror or your reflection of their bad choices or their bad habits or bad lifestyle. So naturally, you're gonna start parting ways with people that were once your really good friends. Mm-hmm. Just like if you were going to school, you always had that wrong friend I come to this bank of school, this is gonna do this thing instead. And you're like, nah, we really wanna go into this lesson. After a while, that friend stops asking you to do that with them. It's because they know they're not gonna get the answer that they used to do, get mm-hmm. from before. Same thing for homework, you know? like. Oh come on, meet you but there's something I want to do at home. We first. get this
1: with dinner, so everyone wants to come to us for dinner because we're the vegetarians and we're the ones that will, you know, do all the cooking and blah 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 and accommodate for everyone. Since we stopped eating meat, I can. I think we've been invited for dinner at somebody else's house once mm-hmm. because it's an inconvenience or it's yeah. like
0: but really and you know it's just to that's why I of... just invited myself to yours for dinner actually, so. <laughs> <laughs> you're coming. You're coming. we eat a lot too so come hungry we'll always do. have a lot of food but no it's just
1: it, just it just popped into my head like what you're saying is so true like it's not that obviously we're adults we've been friends with these people for a long time but it's People are just like, oh, send to the veggies. And I think, God, what are they going to do when we're vegan? We're going to be invited around for a cup of tea because if you are <laughs> not they don't know what milk to go for.
0: <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah, people are... People it's just, are it's like, like Coop that. said though. It's, it's just because it's a reflection of what they are or are not doing. So mm-hmm. I get that. It's easier to come to your house because everything's safe there. But, you know, it's up to you and Tony then to say, well, let's come to yours and I'll bring a dish. Why don't we each make a dish? Let's find something on Pinterest yeah. and we'll each try something new. You have to, you, it's like you're dealing with a toddler again. You have to make it fun and exciting. Mm. Like, oh, I, you know, I found this one dish. Why don't we all make it and see, you know, mm. see whose tastes better. Make That's it a, a competition, good you know, or, you know, I don't know, like, we'll make your best veggie dish and I'll make my best veggie dish. And, you know, yeah, definitely. involve everybody that's a good that's a good idea actually for all my friends listening right now we'd really
1: appreciate some dinner (laughs) (laughs) you've all got lazy as shit since we turned veggie I love you all but step up um right okay I think we should wrap it up now because we could literally talk all day and you said this would happen didn't you we could just take it in any direction I mean there's plenty we haven't spoken about and I'm sure that would be a good invitation to have you guys back on some more specific topics but you've covered absolutely loads um Final question, and I'm going to ask it to you both individually. What is the caption you want to leave our audience with today? And don't forget your hashtags.
2: Be true to yourself. Show more self-respect. In the sense of what I mean by show self- more self-respect is your, help, your body is your home. So keep your home tidy, keep your home clean. Look after it. Because a healthy gut is a healthy mind.
0: Hashtag
2: Hashtag inspired by coop.
0: Hey, they see. Follow your intuition, educate yourself, find your tribe. That's really important. Find people who are on the same mission as you, whether those people are your neighbors or whether they live in Australia or California, they do exist. They are there. So don't lose hope, find them and build each other up and continue to educate and, And yeah, follow your intuition. Hashtag the pink coconut. Hashtag Lacine, Hashtag break fresh. Hashtag all the hashtags. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Um,
1: I also want to say a huge thank you to every single person that's listened to this episode. We went into science. We went into plant-based. We went into raising a vegan baby. We went into holistic pregnancy. We went there. Entirely today, and I really appreciate every single person that has tuned in to listen and has listened all the way through to the end. I've got a lot of information that I really need to digest after that, um, and a water fast yeah. in store to help me literally digest. <laughs> um, but I feel in so much great company knowing that all of you are tuning in week after week to experience self development and growth. And I feel like that's something that we have experienced in abundance today. Um, I thought it was making positive changes already, but these pair are going to help me take it to the next level. I'm sure I definitely want to be a part of their world. And what I do know is that if this episode has helped you in any way, or you just enjoyed listening, you're inspired, do subscribe and rate the podcast wherever it is that you listen so that we can reach more people, share wisdom, and uh, learn lots as well, because <laughs> I've learned a lot today. Don't forget... If you know someone in your life that could benefit from this episode, maybe need some education, some help, some guidance, some support, don't forget to share this episode with them because they may benefit from hearing what we've talked about today. And if you do share it on social media, I'll be sure to give you a little repost and hopefully these guys will too. So give me a follow at Shaney underscore Ryan and where can people find you guys on social
2: media? At Coop underscore DC.
0: At Leicene at the Duck pink coconut. Thanks so much for joining me today, guys. Thanks, guys,
1: for listening, and I'll be back in two weeks with my next guest. Influence Me was written and presented by me, Shaney Ryan, and produced and edited by Dawn Kelly for Birdline Media. Follow them at Birdline Media and follow me on Instagram at Shaney underscore Ryan. Our theme music is by Lee Music, and if you like today's show, be sure to rate us wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you in two weeks when you can catch my next special guest.